0: Would you turn to Psalm sixty six? Sixty six, Psalm. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say unto God, how terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name, Selah. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in him. He ruleth by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Selah. Now remember that word, Selah. It doesn't necessarily have to be read. Anytime you read that, it means think about this. Give thought to this. Selah. Oh, bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth Our soul in life. And suffereth not our feet to be moved. For thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou laidst affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered, my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices of fatlings with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks with goats. Selah. Just to pause, what would that mean if we didn't know the gospel? We see these offering of bullocks and goats and rams, and we think, what's this about? What's about the cross? That's the only way he is to be approached at all times. Verse 16 Come and hear, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Let's pray. Lord, how we thank you for who you are, how we thank you for your word, and Lord, we're completely dependent upon you to make yourself known to us through your word, and we ask that you would give us a fear, a godly fear of yourself. We pray that you would forgive us of our sins. We pray that you'd cleanse us. We pray that you would give us hearing ears, receptive hearts with regard to the hearing of your gospel. We pray that you would deliver us from hearing the words, the thoughts, the ideas of a man. Cause us to only hear your word. Be with all your, friend, your people wherever they meet together. Be with our friends that aren't here. Keep them by your grace. Lord, we anticipate hearing from you for the glory of your name. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. For many years I would have called this my least favorite song because I would be terrified every time I would read verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord Will not hear me. And thinking of that, meditating upon that, what all it meant, just scared me. Because what does that mean? Because there is always iniquity in my heart. Always. It's always there. Uh, And to say that I have no iniquity that I do not regard in my heart, I couldn't deal with that honestly. It would scare me to death. And I would uh, actually not look forward to this psalm because of that verse before I understood it. And I hope that the Lord will give us some light in dealing with this passage of Scripture. Psalm 66, make a joyful noise, a loud noise, a shout in triumph. A shout of victory is what that's talking about. Make a joyful noise unto God all ye lands. He's calling upon all nations, Gentiles, Jews, to make this joyful noise. And think of this scripture. Thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Not most of the time. Not 99% of the time. Every believer always triumphs in Christ. Thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. That's the promise of the gospel. And that's why we're called upon to make this joyful noise. Verse 2, sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Now, remember, his name is the person behind the name. It's not just articulating verbally his name. It's knowing the person behind the name. Um, I hope that there are certain things that you think about, no doubt some bad stuff, but hopefully some good stuff when you think of Todd and you think of this guy you know and you think of the person behind the name you're not you're not just thinking of the name you're thinking of the person by, so everybody in here i know your name there's a person i know this is talking about the name of god his attributes his his holiness his justice his sovereignty his kindness his grace his power it's the person behind the name and that's what we're celebrating he says Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Oh, I want to praise him, don't you? As he ought to be praised. Verse 3. Say unto God. He tells us what to say to him. Say unto God how terrible, how awesome art thou in thy works. Now, the works of God. Uh, divided into not that I don't want to be technical about it but his works plural works of creation how awesome he is in creating the universe his power his works of providence do you know that everything that happens he's in control of and he willed it and he's behind it and it's his purpose and it's not difficult for him in any way He's so awesome in his power that he controls everything. Um, that's what the, known unto God are all his works from the beginning. He doeth according to his will in the armies of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? He is in absolute control of everything and most especially his works of salvation. To give his son to die for sinners. To birth them, give them life. They were dead, he gives them life. The work in preserving us all the way to the end. How glorious, how terrible, how awesome are all his works. His works of creation, his works of providence, his works in saving a sinner for the glory of his name. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. Now, make no mistake about it. Anybody outside of Christ, they hate him. They are his enemies. And they're all going to be made to submit by his power. You know, no one can fight against the Lord. Now, they can fight against the Lord, but they can't defeat him. (laughs) Everybody is going to bow the knee to the Lord Jesus Christ, either willingly, rejoicing in his lordship, Or unwillingly, but all will be made to bow before him. Verse 4 says, All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name. Come and see the works of God. He mentions this again. This is something that is to always be in our mind. You know, I'm his work, I'm his work. Every believer is his work. If I believe the gospel, I'm his work. I'm a demonstration of his work. Creation's his work. Everything that happens in time, he's gloriously God. He controls everything. So he repeats this. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. Now, I think of this scripture. I think it, I I wish that we didn't get caught at this verse of scripture, I know that. when we hear John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We have a tendency to think, well, um, he, he only died for the elect. And that's true. That's true. I wouldn't uh, uh, diminish that in any way. Our only hope is that he died for us. But don't you love the way he says God so loved the world? He's the savior of the world. Oh, I love this statement with regard to his God so loved the world. Somebody says, does that mean he loves every individual? No, it doesn't. Huh. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. I know he didn't love Esau. Scripture says that, but don't you love the magnitude of this? God so loved the world. Are you in the world? This is for you. This is for you. Come and see the works of God. He's terrible in his doing toward the children of men. That God would so love the world that he would give his son. How terribly awesome and glorious that is. Verse 6. He turned the sea into dry land. Talking about the parting of the Red Sea. They went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in him. I love to think of these some say two million, walking through the dry land with a wall of water on either side. And there, we rejoiced in him. Remember when Moses said, stand still. Don't move. Stand still and see the salvation of God. They see the water part, and then he said, why are you standing March forth. Go forth. And um, he turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot and there did we rejoice in him. Verse 7 he ruleth by his power forever. Now that's talking about his eternal omnipotence. Whatever he wills will take place because he is omnipotent. Now, somebody says, God can do anything. He can't act contrary to his nature. He can't sin. He can't lie. But anything that is consistent with his attributes, he has the power to do eternally. It's always been that way. It never will be anything but that. He ruleth by his power. His eyes behold the nations. I love that scripture. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men. He's looking at me right now. He's looking at you right now. He's looking at somebody in Africa right now. He's looking at everybody in Asia right now. Doesn't matter where they're at. He beholds. He sees. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves to to exalt yourself before him. Think about that. Oh, bless, verse 8, oh, bless our God, ye people. Ascribe blessedness to him, glory in him. Oh, bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Now, what we're saying is to be heard. You know, I've heard people um, say, well, you're, you're a believer privately. You don't need to be heard. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Make his praise to be heard. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. David said, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We want the world to hear of the glorious majesty of the God of the Bible. We want the world to hear of the freeness of his grace, the power of his blood. This is to be heard, and we want it to be heard, don't we? Look at verse 9. Which holdeth our soul in life and suffereth not our feet to be moved. Now that word holdeth, my marginal reading says put or ordained. He puts, he holds, he puts, he ordains our soul and he puts our soul in life. What's that mean? He puts us in Christ. Of him are you in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ God put you there. And I love the way he says he puts us in life. Christ is our life. When he put me in Christ, he put me in life and I have life before God. And the only reason I continue in the faith and am preserved is because it says in verse 9, he suffers not our feet to be moved. Now if you're you know that if he doesn't suffer your feet to be moved, how quickly will you be moved? You know yourself enough to know that you'll be moved right quick. And if um, if he doesn't keep you, we're, we're toast. But the psalmist knows that. And he says, he suffers not our feet to be moved. We're not moved from the hope of the gospel. It's because he doesn't allow us to be, but we personally are not moved from Christ. We persevere in the faith because of him. He suffers our feet not to be moved. Verse 10, 4. Thou, O God, I want to read verses 10 through 12 together. four. thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. And that's in a furnace. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou laidest affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. Now, what he is talking about is the trials that every believer is going to have. And it's, they're given to prove the reality, to test the reality of my. Trials, afflictions, troubles, heartaches, disappointments, confusion. Every one of us are faced with trials. In the world, you shall have tribulation. The Lord promised that. Now, you have trials ahead of you. I have trials ahead of me. I've got trials behind me. That have already taken place. I don't want to know what's going to happen tomorrow. He says, "I, I'd like to know." Not me. Matter of fact, I I don't know what I'd do. But uh, I don't want to know. But I know this: and the Lord did tempt Abraham. The Lord tried him, and you will be tried. I will be tried to test the reality of our faith you're going to be tempted to give up you're going to be tempted to quit you're going to be tempted I guess just like Peter was when he said I've had it with this disciple business I'm going back to fishing you're going to be tempted Um, and if I'm real my faith will prove real I'm going to continue Um, a couple of weeks ago I had the privilege of being around Brother D. Parks in College Grove. He's got uh, cancer that is, I mean, Lord might preserve him. We don't know, but th- his prognosis is not very long. He has two junior high age kids. He sees that he's leaving. He has a wife that he's leaving, a family that he's leaving. He knows it. He's dying. And I don't know if I've ever been so encouraged being around somebody. The way the Lord just gave him grace to shine in that trial. And I just admired him. And this is a, the Lord uh, did tempt Abraham. God said with regard to Job, have you considered my servant Job? Now the Lord's going to bring trial and temptation and heartache in your life. In my life. By God's grace, if I have God-given faith, I'm going to persevere through all that, continuing to walk with Christ, continuing to look to Christ. Now, the psalmist said, you've brought all these things our way, and we've ended up in a wealthy place. Now, verse 13, I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows. Now, I will go into your house and burn offerings. I'll go into your house only pleading the sacrifice of Christ. That's what that means. I mean, you go on reading these things, it seems like what an an animalistic, uh, violent, killing animals all the time and Talking about, you know, coming into your house with these sacrifices and killing goats and killing bulls and bringing in blood. That reminds us, at all times, my only way of entrance into the Father is through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ at all times. He's always the new and the living way. We always have boldness to enter into the holiest by what these sacrifices Signify the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. My standing is in the blood of Christ. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow. And that's what the writer is talking about when he's talking about coming with these sacrifices. Oh, precious is the flow That makes me white as snow. No other found I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now he says, I will pay thee my vows. Now, two things. Christ made a vow to his father. And this can be seen, yes, as the words of Christ. Um, He paid his vows. Salvation is of the Lord. When he agreed to be my surety, before time began... He took a vow to save me with his own precious blood. And he's paying that vow. And by his grace, we vow to look nowhere but him. That's our hope. Only him. We want to walk with him. Listen, I I want to be his in every respect. There's no respect I don't want to be his. I want to walk with him. I want to glorify him. My vow is this. My only salvation is Christ. That is what David said when he said, Although my house be not so with God, yet hath he made with me an everlasting covenant ordered in all things. And sure, this is all my salvation. This is all my desire. How about you? I can say the same thing. This is all my salvation. This is all my desire, what he did for me. That's it. Now, he said... um, I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered. And my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. Um, how many times in trouble have you made some kind of promise? I have. You have. Had it work for you. <laughs> if you're honest, you know that... Uh, You know, that which is born in a storm, you know what it's going to do? It's going to die in a calm every time. But that being said, in my trouble, Lord, have mercy on me. Give me grace. Look in favor upon me for Christ's sake. Those are the things I'm in trouble. Lord, get me out of this. How many times have you had to pray, Lord, get me out of this? And, and make it to where there's not consequences because of what I've done, because of what I've said, because of what, give me a, save me, save me. That's not a one-time prayer, that's an everyday prayer. Lord, save me, save me, look down in mercy upon me in my time of trouble, look down in mercy, have mercy on me. He says in verse 15, I will offer unto thee burnt offerings, burnt sacrifices of fatlings with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks with goats. Now, somebody says that's that ancient primitive religion. No, it's coming into the presence of God only with Christ. I wish I could emphasize this. At no time do I want to see, be seen in any way but covered in the blood of his son. And that is the way I come. Now, look what he says in verse 16, come and hear, come and hear all ye that fear God. Now, there are those who fear him and there are those who have no fear of him. Now, when we're talking about the fear of God, we're not talking about the fear of punishment. We're not talking about the fear of hell. We're not talking about the fear of I'm going to get God's going to get me if I do this. He's going to He's going to take it out in the coffin, or He's going to cause me to wreck my car, or my children and get sick, or I'm going to get. That's not the fear of God. The fear of God is that awe of God, that reverence, that respect of Him, that makes you afraid to look anywhere but Christ alone. That is the fear. Now, he says, come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. Isn't that our message? What he has done? Not what I've done. Well, I've, no. We declare what he has done for our soul. I cried unto him, verse 17, with my mouth, and he was extolled. He was exalted with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now that's the verse, as I said, that troubled me. Regard, esteem, iniquity in my heart. Well, I, there's, no, there's no time in my experience where I don't see iniquity in my heart. Right now, right now, iniquity is in my heart. So what does this mean if I have iniquity in my heart? And this is what was very helpful to me. Do you remember when the high priest would bear the iniquity of the holy things Of Israel. That's what it says. The iniquity of the holy things. Now what does the scripture teach. With regard to my righteousness. And your righteousness. What's the Bible say. Our righteousnesses. Are as. Filthy. Rags. If I regard. My filthy rags. My iniquity. You know what? Lord's not going to hear me. Lord's not going to hear me. I'm looking to my works. I'm looking to my filthy rags. I'm looking to the iniquity of the holy things I've believed. I've, I've, I've. You know anything that starts with an I is bad. You can just write that down. I. Watch out. But he says. If I regard my iniquity, my filthy righteousness, the Lord will not hear me. And you can count on it. He won't. The only way we can come is in the blood of Christ. He makes that so clear. I'll come with burnt offerings and sacrifices. I'll come in Christ's name. If I regard an iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear, but verily God hath heard. You see, I'm looking to Christ only, and that's only by His grace. Right now, While I'm talking to you, by his grace, and only by his grace, the only thing I have is the Lord Jesus Christ. I look to him only. I don't have anything else. I really don't. I look to him only, and he hath attended to the voice of my prayer. He's heard me. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. He's heard me. He's received me. He's not turned away my prayer. And here's why he's not turned away my prayer. He's not turned away his mercy from me. His saving, sovereign, glorious, free mercy. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise.